two and a half years ago, I turned the camera on and I started spinning. And I thought, well, maybe people might be interested to see this. And then I put a bit of quilting up and a bit of this and that. And I thought it would always kind of be more of a, an instructional channel, but it very quickly became not that. Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello and welcome everyone to the Make and Decorate podcast. I'm Stephanie and this is episode 53, originally published on June 11, 2020. Today's episode is the final episode of season two, so it is the season two finale. Season three is going to resume in the fall, and while the show is on hiatus, I will still publish the monthly bonus episodes for my patron subscribers. Check out my Patreon page, Make and Decorate, at patreon.com to check it out, see if you're interested. When you join my Patreon page, you instantly get access to all of the bonus episodes, and I think there are about eight episodes so far. Uh, so that would be nice to be able to catch up on those throughout uh, the rest of the summer. This final episode of season two is also the completion of two full years of podcasting for me. When I first started the podcast, I just had no idea of what to expect. I just really wanted to join this community and um, have the connection with everyone else that um, does the similar things that I do and as being a maker and a creative quilter, sewer, um, crafter, all of that. And, you know, at, at first I had like pretty much next to zero expectations of if I at least have a handful of listeners, then I'm going to keep doing this. But then it started to grow. And then I really started to, you know, kind of put some metrics out there for myself. And uh, it's it's been growing ever since. And I'm, I think I'm pretty fortunate about that, because this is such a niche podcast um, industry topic, um, genre. And um, I'm just and you know what, it's not that great. And let me let me tell you, not, nothing compared to the big wigs. But for a small independent podcaster, I am so pleased and honored to see how many people uh, listen to the show and how many people come back week after week. Um, so thanks to all of you guys. You just really helped make this show continue and motivate me to uh, to keep bringing you the best that I can possibly produce for this show to you. All right, so let's get started. I'm going to give a follow-up update on my uh, outdoor deck. And uh, last episode, I was talking about um, doing a bunch of planting of the containers, container gardening, and uh, just kind of getting the the deck into um, shape for outdoor living. It's it's definitely extends our living space um, to to kind of have like a a, a dining and um, conversational area. Uh, outside. So I spent the last couple of weekends just doing everything that has to be done, cleaning the furniture out there. Um, I laundered all the cushion covers. And actually, by the way, I made all of the cushion covers and seat cushions and back pillows for my furniture. 
the furniture I have is, is is really nice, and I just I lucked out on such a deal on this furniture because there's no way that I would probably, you know, put down the dollars that that this type of furniture um, costs. And um, about oh, this must have been like 10, 10, 12 years ago, and. Um, the, the showrooms at the design center, which in Chicago is called the Merchandise Mart. Back in the day, <laughs> they used to have these like once a year um, type of sales when they when they changed over the displays of their showrooms, um, they would um, put the furniture there on like floor sample. And there um, used to be an entire floor dedicated to outdoor furniture showrooms only. So I'm walking down the hall and I see um, one showroom has put a ton of outdoor pieces in the hallway and um, they were marked way, way down. I mean, I'm talking like, you know, garage sale type prices. It was crazy. And I just scooped it right up. So of course, you know, I had to pay for my own like pickup and delivery to my house, but it was totally worth it. And love, I love this furniture. So I just got the frame. So there was a sofa frame uh, and a glider chair and ottoman. And uh, so, yeah, I just got those frames and then I made my own seat and back cushions for them and um, have been enjoying them ever since. But I will tell you, those days, those heydays of the, the deeply discounted floor sample sales are gone. They do not do this anymore. And I never really experienced like the real the real heydays, the the years before I became a designer, um, the designer I freelance for, she has got these cool stories. And um, I think Baker Furniture is a pretty well-known brand. Um, some furniture stores and retail stores will sell that line. Um, but Baker is, is expensive. It's really well-made, but it's super expensive. So this designer would tell me that, so um, one state over in Michigan, I guess there was um, a huge uh, baker warehouse and um, they would maybe, I think it was like once a year for them too, they would have a warehouse sale and people would travel to the sale and this designer included. So she and her friends would drive from, um, you know, the suburb of Chicago all the way over to, to the Michigan, get a hotel. You would have to get in line, get a number. And once it started, she said it was mayhem and, um, people would kind of, not be really nice and fight over some of this furniture because it's like, you know, get, getting dibs on stuff. And then once you buy all this stuff, you have the challenge of how do you get it back home? <laughs> and so, um, I mean, I'm sure people, some people rented some U-Hauls and stuff like that, but um, I just heard some really funny stories. I'll just, I, I, I'm taking too much time with this, I know, but I just tell you one thing. So she was, um, my, this designer was telling me that they had this one console table and they tried to fit it in the car and they couldn't. And, you know, it's like three women trying to like wrangle this 
um, console table then on top of the car. And uh, it was just like kind of starting to slide off as they were driving. And it was just like a comedy of errors. And I think like someone, a stranger actually ended up helping them (laughs) with this. Uh, But it's just hilarious because you just know that, you know, like these are treasures and you're going to do whatever you can to secure it and and bring it home. And the whole process just ends up being a memorable, funny experience. Those were the days, those were days before online shopping and having things delivered to your doorstep. I know I sound so old. You know, I remember as a kid thinking all these adults always saying, oh, back in my day, oh, this is how it was done. Those were the days. And now I find myself saying stuff like that all the time. And then I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, my gosh, you have turned into an old, old, old person, which I think I kind of am. So there you go. All right, let's talk about sewing um, and quilting. Uh, I get the um, catalog by connecting threads, and I I haven't really like played, paid close attention to them lately. But um, and this goes to prove how covers of catalogs and magazines make all the difference on whether you open it or not. So I think the cover of this one um, really intrigued me and I opened it. I'm trying to look for it here, but oh yeah, here it is. So um, yeah, because they have a beautiful blue quilt on the front It's and it said so cerulean batiks. So um, that looked really pretty and I opened it and found out that they now carry Japanese specialty tools. So a few episodes, I was talking about the tulip needles and uh, they sell these now. So this is another online source that you can go to, to, to find the tulip needles and an update on that. I've been using these tulip needles um, since I've gotten them and they are everything that they claim to be. (laughs) And um, so they, I've been doing, um, English paper piecing, stitching with them. I have used the um, general sewing tulip needles for some hand stitching, and they are just very good quality. I definitely notice a difference from those just to everyday run of the mill, you know, like inexpensive needles. These have the strength um, as well as flexibility and the sharpness is like none other. So I really like I really like the, that line of needles. And uh, the other one they carry is called Kohana, and um, it's just really just beautiful, beautiful tools. So if you if you kind of like that sort of thing, um, you might want to take a look at uh, this Connecting Threads most recent catalog. All right. So remember when I had Brett Lewis on as a guest uh, in the show, I think it published around March timeframe. And at that time, his fabric line Stag and Thistle was supposed to come out in March or I mean, sorry, in April. And then um, with the whole pandemic thing, it just got pushed back and back. So 
finally, I finally got some stag and thistle fabric. Yay. And when I got the fabric, of course, it's like I'm opening it all up and I'm petting it and I'm just looking at the beautiful patterns that have been drawn, you know, sketched um, the design of the fabrics. And I am thinking like immediately, I'm just like, okay, what am I going to make from this? What can I make? And all of a sudden, it just dawned on me the perfect project to use this fabric on. I have had the pattern by So Demented for years now, and I need to make this. It's the Sew Together bag. And uh, if you're a quilter, you definitely know this bag pattern because um, a few years back, this was all the rage. Everyone was making this bag. And it's a, it's a bag, um, like a zipper pouch, but it has several sections. So the outer zipper unzips, and then inside you have about three more zipped um, pouches inside of this bag. So it's, it's, it's been designed for sewing notions. And um, I just thought, wow, this is a perfect, perfect project to make with these fabrics because I got the fat quarter set and then I did get a half a yard of a couple of other of the patterns. So um, and that bag is very fat quarter friendly. So when I can get some time to sew for myself, that is what I'm going to make out of the stag and thistle fabric. All right, and I have one more sewing notion tool review for you. And that is I have the tulip pink stiletto tool. Uh, I've been wanting this for a while. And so I finally got it. And I love, love, love this tool. It is I, I have tried many stilettos. I, you know, it's kind of that thing where you just if you haven't found that perfect kind of fit and in, in fu function form and function tool, um, for me, I just kind of keep keep my eye out on what else is out there, and then I'll try try something else, especially if it goes on sale. Well, so this one I I tried and I've got it, and I mean this is the one of the best stiletto tools I have. I've ever tried and I love it. Um, it's, and of course it's beautiful. So this tool just is the best of all worlds. You get the, the beauty, the form and the function. So that's like the, that's ideal. The beauty of it is just that gorgeous kind of a rainbow, um, or what they call oil slick finish. Uh, so it's got like the pink and the purpley um, colors on the metal. The other one is that the grip. The grip is really good because it's got that. There's a certain name for that grip. It's 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 textured right in the steel. So there's no additional bulky layers of rubber um to to produce the 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 grip so your fingers don't slip so i love that cuz it's built right into the steel and it's it's um it's the size of it and the weight is perfect it's not too big and the point of the stiletto is is 
extreme. I mean, like this is a stiletto and you can you can guide your fabric all the way up and beyond the the sewing machine needle if you really wanted to. So that is really fantastic about this. Uh, It's just so comfortable in my hand. And like I said, the weight of it is is really great too. So it's funny because, um, you know, even though I have some of these other stiletto tools, what I had generally been using because it's right there with me at the machine is my Clover um, seam ripper. And, and that actually is a pretty good alternative to use as a stiletto uh, because of the point and its small size um, fitting in your hand. So, you know, if you don't want to kind of like spend for the, the uh, tulip pink stiletto, you can use your seam ripper just as easily. Um, but anyway, I just... I, it's it's not often that you you fall in love with a sewing tool or notion as much as I have on this one. And it's very exciting. It's like so fun and exciting when you find something that makes you so happy and it accomplishes what you need it to do. Uh, and, and it's so pretty to look at. So I really, really love this tool. And so, yeah, there's, that's my review on the Tulip Pink Stiletto tool. All right, so here we are, the last guest of season two, and I have to tell you, I am so excited about this guest. Like, you have no, no idea how excited I am. Um, I, I absolutely love Kate. Uh, my guest is Kate, and she has a YouTube channel called The Last Homely House, and she is easily my favorite YouTube channel of all time. Um, And I just, I am so excited to bring you this conversation. We had such a beautiful and long conversation. And honestly, when we got to the end of it, I had no idea that we had talked for as long as we did because the conversation was just so easy. And I have to tell you, that is one of the things about Kate's YouTube channel that is so wonderful because that's what it feels like when you watch her videos. You feel like she is talking to you. She's conversing with you. You're her friend. You guys are quilting together. You like to cook and to sew and to garden. I mean, it's just, I just can't say enough about Kate and the Last Homely House YouTube channel. And I'm so thrilled and honored that um, I had the opportunity to um, chat with her and have her on my show. So we recorded this episode uh, in early April, just to give you kind of like a time uh, perspective on it. And stay tuned to the very, very end because I have a little funny outtake clip that I think you might enjoy. And it's at the very end. So be sure to stay and listen for that. Okay, so my guest today is Kate from the last homely house east of the sea. And this is a YouTube channel. And I would probably say hands down my absolute favorite YouTube channel. Uh, so uh, welcome, Kate. Thank you. That's really <laughs> kind of you to say that. And thank you very much for talking to me today. 
I am so happy to have you. I've just been looking forward to this for the longest time, and I'm so glad oh. you said yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I would, of course. But I'm going to just tell you how I found you. So I, I started watching your channel maybe like a year and a half, two years ago, and okay. I was doing a search for Liberty Fabric videos. Uh, I love Liberty. Liberty. Mm -hmm. And there you were. And then you mm -hmm. were you were piecing together, I think, a trip around the world quilt or something. And then uh -huh. uh, from then on, I think I must have watched like 10 videos <laughs> in a row then after that. It was oh, just <laughs> fantastic. I loved it. And I just think that you have a very um, natural and easy um, way to your videos and they're comforting and especially now. So like at the start of your videos, I don't know if you still do it, but you always used to say, hello, YouTube. And hello, I, YouTube friends. yes, hello, YouTube friends. And I would say, hello, Kate. What, or what are hello, we going to, I would talk back to you. Like you can hear me like, I, I say, what are we going to do today, Kate? <laughs> and then you say, yeah, it's today like we're going out to the garden. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, um, it's it's great. And um, I, I have a lot of similarities with you because I do a lot of the same things you do, multiple crafts and uh, gardening and yeah. that sort of and thing. And I think that's what I'm finding is that we are all really interested in many, many things. Uh, you know, if someone says, oh, what is it you do? I, I haven't got one thing that I like to do. I wake up that morning and think, oh, what do I fancy doing today? And if the weather's good, it's gardening. Or if there's an amazing piece of fabric on the design board, it'll be sewing. Or it's sock knitting. Or it's uh, uh, writing. I, there's many, many, many different things I like to do. And uh, I think that what I've found with The Lost Homely House is that uh, I've connected with people like you who also find a great interest in how 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 do you put that together or how does that craft work or will this be something that will inspire me and uh, and you know we've all got craft supplies tucked away in little corners haven't we yes and unfinished projects under the bed we've all mm, got them mm -hmm. i know we have yes. and it's because we've got a curiosity and i think the last homely house i've found many many people who share that curiosity mm -hmm. of um of materials and process yes yes definitely and um on your channel description you say you like to share all the things you love to do in the north of mm. england and you say mm. a glorious celebration of my simple life and i think that mm. is a perfect description of your mm. channel and it's what i love so much about your channel your simple life to me is uh luxurious <laughs> Simple, oh. luxurious, because I am the antithesis of where you live, and I'm urban yeah. and in a city, and yeah. I, I crave what I see yeah. on your channel. Um, and I think that by accident that uh, I've, I've pr I'm providing people a little glimpse into a, a little piece of paradise. I, I, I know that where I live is really, really lovely. And my life wasn't always like this. I worked I went I drove away and went to a busy job and I had a young children and I did all the things that, you know, those busy things, living life pretty much in the fast lane. But then just lately, these past few years, I've been able to move over into the slow lane and 
just take notice more. Uh, I haven't that my children are all grown up. I live here on my own and I and I don't go to work any longer because I'm old enough not to. And I <laughs> and I really relish the um, the chance then to spend my days in this simple. It's about simplicity. Uh, it really is. It's about slowing right down and noticing. Uh, it doesn't matter how long something takes to do. It absolutely doesn't. If it takes three days to do something, that's fine. Uh, I'll really just enjoy that process. And almost like the end product is is secondary. It's the yeah. process of doing it. And you can tell that you love it, which is also mm-hmm. really um, nice and appealing to see. And it just transports me into another world. And um the landscape, there's just the rolling hills. There's like, it is beautiful. And I love that a few videos, especially, you show this countryside and you were walking along some pasture and then you came up and there was this really old stone, like fence wall thing. And well, I was you know, it's really interesting to hear you say that because I've lived here for 34 <laughs> years now and I pretty much take it for granted. I don't take it for granted. <laughs> But it's very normal for me. Sure. And it was only when I started getting comments saying, oh, look at that dry stone wall or, mm-hmm. oh, my word, look at those amazing trees. And people were really wanting to see what mm-hmm. was going on outside. Yes. And yeah. so I thought, I suppose I should do more outdoor videos. <laughs> and so I try now. I mean, I, I, I posted one to the channel a couple of days ago where I just walked literally around the, the dam where I live. I uh-huh. live next to a big 14-acre lake. I just walked around yeah. it and showed people pictures of the goose swimming in the lake and all of that. And I, 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 don't, I don't think I realized just how much people were going to enjoy that aspect of things. Uh, and um, We do, yeah. Yes, and I think I'm because I suppose initially I thought, well, people might like to see the crafts. Or uh, I remember I've, two and a half years ago, I turned the camera on and I started spinning. And I thought, well, maybe people might be interested to see this. And then I put a bit of quilting up and a bit of this and that. And I thought it would always kind of be more of a an instructional channel. Mm-hmm. But it very quickly became not that. Mm-hmm. It very quickly became more about what am I doing today? And, and a sort of a sharing of my little slice of the world, which is, um, I, I admit, I feel very fortunate to live here. I really do. And so to get to share it with so many people, it's it's a joy, an absolute mm-hmm. joy. It really is. Yeah. And it's just so, it's, it's, it is, it's like a dreamy place and um, it's so green and lush. And I, and just like your cottage and everything, I'm like, this is like the Shire. <laughs> this is like taking me to Hobbit land. Yes. And, yes. and uh, well, that's you know, the, the, what the last homely house is, don't you? I think I've explained it a couple of times, but the last homely house east of the sea is a quote from Tolkien. Uh, I'm a massive Tolkien fan, oh. Lord of the Rings. all of those okay ah well you need to know this because the last homely house east of the sea is what tolkien describes uh is the name he gives to rivendell which is where the elves live now it all gets a little bit airy fairy here but rivendell if you've seen the movies or if you've read the book right well rivendell is that amazing place where people go to be healed to feel better to rest to sing to enjoy each other's company or to be solitary. And so in my on my channel, in my about page, there is the direct quote from the Tolkien book. 
the Hobbit, which says what the last homely house east of the sea is. Now, it's a strange name for a channel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and when I tell it to people, they go, the what? And nobody really understands. But when I explain to them what the last homely house is, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Because that's how it feels to me that that's what I'm trying to create here is somewhere where people can feel at ease. Mm-hmm. And you read that description in the about page on my channel. You'll, you'll I read that and I saw the token, but I was I still I wasn't I'm not as familiar with, you know, those types of quotes from the book because I've only seen the movies. But um, so I wasn't sure if it was from The Hobbit. But even before I ever read that page of yours, that is what I envisioned. Isn't that, well, isn't that you know, like weird? Strange? Not, <laughs> I'm not going to show you my feet, but they are very hairy. <laughs> I would be a hobbit. In, in that movie, they would cast me as a hobbit really easily. Well, <laughs> let's talk about... Wait, I'm going to tell you one more thing. Um, so during this... Um, pandemic we're going through across the globe, all of these platforms online are offering free, you know, um, time like, uh, so I, uh, great courses plus, um, is kind of like a class platform and they offer 30 days free. So I've been watching it and, and these classes are different than like a Skillshare or a blueprint. They're a little bit more like, um, professor taught intellectual there's math and science and history and travel so i've been watching this one about england because i just love learning everything about england anyway (laughs) the the, i i watch all of the masterpiece i mean because the cinematography again is is Mm. what like your your scenery reminds me of it's like this masterpiece you know Mm. classic series but so he's going through all of the sections of england and when he got up to the north the North England, he said, like, Northumberland is Wuthering Heights country. And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> it's an interesting place. Um, Northumberland, uh, mostly people, when they are able to travel, are going to the Lake District, which is over in Cumbria, which is very, very beautiful and very touristy, or they're heading off up to Scotland. Mm. And most people just motor straight on through and don't even look at Northumberland, wow. which means I like, well, I, it's Britain's best kept secret, Northumberland. Yes. Yeah. It means that it's pretty underpopulated and it's really wild in, in areas. Uh-huh. We have the most spectacular coastline. And if we weren't locked down, I would be going to the coast uh, later in the year to show people the fantastic coastline. We have the best coastline in England. Oh, yes. I can't it's wait to see so that. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, so gorgeous. No, so we are we are a well kept secret. Mm-hmm. We have Adrian's Wall, which is really rather amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the last outpost of at the Emperor Hadrian, oh, as wow. far as the uh, the Roman Empire got, was wow. uh, just just uh, ten miles up the road from me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, also too, he started with the ancient history. I mean, it's just amazing. Mm. It's just the history mm. that you have versus what we have in America here is just vast. Yeah, it's it I, just really I, goes I, way I, back. I never underestimate it. I really do appreciate mm-hmm. it. I really do. Yeah. So let's talk about your lovely home. You love the color okay. pink. I like it too, pink. Really, and do. you have pink, pink and green. Those pink. two together. Oh yeah. I love, I Pink, you know, I absolutely love them. You have pink walls in your kitchen, which are fun. Yes. And, I, and you have really pretty tile that has green in the tile, which is really pretty. Yeah. And then yeah. um, I watched your videos when you were redoing your um, HQ. Uh, was it pink HQ? Pink HQ. Yes. My office. Pink yes, your HQ. office. So nice. Yeah. Um, well, that's but- 
spare bedroom and I was doing the shipping from the table, this big table here, mm-hmm. and uh, getting muddled up with fabric here and fibre here and postage stamps here. <laughs> so I, one day I just decided, right, I need an office. And Pink HQ is marvellous. I love it up there. Mm, I really nice. do. Yeah. Yeah, very it's got nice. A good view. It's got a good view out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. You have a good view from everywhere. It's it's so amazing. <laughs> so, um, and where you're at now, you're sitting in, do you call it conservatory or? Yeah. So this, this, is, this bit, a house has got quite an interesting history. Uh, and this bit was built on about 30 years ago. And this okay. bit I call the conservatory because it's got big windows oh, across yeah. the front. Uh-huh. Fantastic light. And it's where I have my big table that I don't care what happens to. I can hammer nails. Mm-hmm. I was uh, making some uh, frames for my bees the other day mm-hmm. and I was hammering nails on there. I can um, paint. I can do anything on that table and it doesn't matter because it's the scrappiest old table. I'll tell you about that table. Somebody w- uh, commissioned a table to be made and was throwing that table away <gasps> because their brand new table was arriving and wow. their kitchen table was all new and smart. Uh-huh. And this table was being thrown out. And so I just said, could you throw it in my direction, please? <laughs> and it's been, it's been the basis of everything I do. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, I call this the conservatory. I have the big design wall on mm-hmm. the back here, which is really just a couple of sheets of polystyrene from the builder's merchants covered over with um, – that stuff that lines curtains. Oh, inner it's lining. Called, yes, but it's called bump. Which, oh, uh, bump cloth. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, it's covered over. It's very cheap, but uh-huh. it's also furry, so it, it sticks. The fabric yes. sticks to it really well. And also the pins go into the polystyrene. I couldn't manage without mm-hmm. that board. I know. I made one for mine, too, and I love yeah. it. I, I didn't yeah. even know what I did before without it. No, you just use neither. it all the time. <laughs> step back mm-hmm. and have a look from a distance it has two great functions it has that one but the, its other great function is the cats can't sleep on it oh right because cats sleep on everything <laughs> everything i lay on the table i have to either cover it up or hang it up on the board okay because otherwise there'll be a, a, one of these four cats asleep on it <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, I love that huge table. And you have just beautiful light that comes in there. And yes. um, it the, faces south. So I get great uh, light. Okay. Yeah. And in in that room, too, you have these beautiful curtains that you made. Yes. The and curtain. <laughs> they are made from this, what's called a postage stamp block. And, That's right. And you said you counted them and there are 7,000 squares. At least I did. I did count them all one. Well, not, I didn't count them all. I counted down and across and multiplied them. That was about the, the approximate. But shall I tell you how those curtains came about, Stephanie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I I used to work at a proper job, but I've always been interested in crafts always. And when I was easing out of work and easing into working for myself. I started teaching all sorts of different crafts. And one of the courses that I taught was an absolute beginner's guide to patchwork, to quilting. And I would teach five or six people at a time in a studio that's about 14 miles from here. A friend of mine has a fantastic studio space and she would cook all the food and I would teach and we would do these little courses. So I put together a teaching book with about three or four, five different types of blocks. So a very simple uh, log cabin block, how to construct that. A very simple flying goose, how to make the no waste flying goose. 
and I would make little samples for each of them. So I made a small block of postage stamp quilt, maybe, I don't know, 10 by 20, something like that of the mm-hmm. inch and a half, two inch squares. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wanted to see how it looked from a distance. So I stuck it up in the window. Uh, I just stuck it up with a bit of tape in the window and stepped back. And I thought, that looks nice. That would look nice as curtains. Yes. Well, once I'd had that thought, I couldn't not have it. <laughs> so I made acres and acres and acres of postage stamp curtains out of every bit of scrap that I had lying around. It took me months because I would do so much and think that's enough. I don't need to do any more. But then I would look at and think, well, that window hasn't got one. So I had to make (laughs) another curtain. Eventually they were all made and what a task it was. I love them. But I would not make them again. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. I may not make that much again. Well, Although, no, well, there's never. a lot of window space that they cover. And when you Huge. have them closed and you're yeah. sitting in front of them in the daytime mm. and you're filming, mm. it mm. looks like stained glass. They illuminate. Yeah. It's just beautiful. That was that was the idea. That now, was, are, that they was li- idea. are they lined in the back? Or? Yeah. They, okay. With a thin cotton. Yeah. Uh, just a thin, a thin cotton. That's why. Uh, just to okay. give it a bit more substance, really. Yeah. Right, right. So I, just, I made the piece and I just put the, uh, just like making a duvet cover, I guess. I just mm-hmm. sewed all the way around it, turned it inside out. And then I put the um, the hooks across the top. Right. It yeah. was simple. Very, very simple. Yeah. But it just really makes a statement and an impact. And it just is so cheery and happy. Like, I would love to, like, walk into that room and see that color every day. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to create here and have mm-hmm. created, really. I've kind of reinvented this house mm-hmm. in a way that um, makes sense to me. You know, I live here on my own mm-hmm. and, and have done for 10 years now. Um, and I've, I just really needed to make this space uh, belong to just me. Uh, and it really it really does now with my funky chandelier and my <laughs> uh, all my strange and curious things. I love, I love it. Them. I do too. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, in fact, you know, England is is known for loving color. And like, I love watching TV shows with people in England and when they're decorating and stuff, because they really are not afraid of color. And here in America, people are so afraid of color. And, really? Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I've been in the design, interior design business for like 18 years. And I love color, but it's just... you. Most people, especially here in the Midwest, too, I think out by Florida and California, they definitely do a lot more color. But okay, it's just like they all want it just so, like white, beige, well, that, <laughs> gray. I think like, there might be, it, I might be a little bit um, strange in in this. I, my 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 wonderful daughter in law, uh, Anna, uh, her house is. A, beautiful shades of lovely Scandinavian type kind of simplicity. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful too. Oh, it is. You know, it's gorgeous with like understated sofas and lovely cushions and all of that and, and curtains, all of that, but nothing else. I can't live like that. I have to have a lot of stuff around me. Yeah. Um, a lot of interesting things, just a lot of things. Me too. I love things. Me too. <laughs> I'm the same way. Things. Yeah. And I don't mind a Scandinavian, like when they had that, um, there was a con- like a country Scandinavian style where the white painted yeah. wood and stuff, but then they would put yeah. color in there with their fabrics and they would have reds and blues. Really yeah. pretty. 
Yeah, mixed yes. with their whites. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe just do what you like. Yeah. I think, I think you know, people say, oh, your colors are so bold. And I say, well, it was just a tin of paint. <laughs> when you put it on the wall, you hate it. You can always put another one over the top of it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I because I tell you, I, I painted the walls pink and and stu- stood back and looked at them. And I thought, that's not pink enough. It was too pale. <laughs> oh, too pale. So, uh, yeah. So about six yeah. months later, I got a different shade of pink and did it again. Oh. And now it's the right. Yeah. Now it's <laughs> It was too light. It looks nice. It's a nice, it's a nice pink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely a girl's house. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun and it's very lovely and I love it. And um, I did want to backtrack a little bit because you said that you started as a, a sort of like a instructional videos and it yeah. hasn't become that. But um, I do... I do love the instructional videos because um, you did teach how to do the post-it stamp blocks and then you, uh, you taught a I've, few other I've, things. I think I've, I've pasted myself into a corner here because <laughs> what the channel seems to have become, and especially now in these, I mean, how we've been talking for so long without mentioning the terrible global situation. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, a terrible time for us all at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I began mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago just making these little uh, checking in with people. Are you okay? Uh, you doing fine? All of that. And my little taking care videos, which have taken off in a way that I could never have anticipated. Uh, you know, people, you talk about that, uh, the people who are offering instructional videos for free, like your, your, mm-hmm. your lecturers and so mm-hmm. on. I think there's mm-hmm. such a lot of uh, the response has been from content creators has been, let's uh, do some uplifting, some, um, some, some, helpful videos, podcasts, stuff that will help people through this isolation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about all the people who are out there who are doing exactly what we're supposed to do, staying put, mm-hmm. uh, doing the best thing we can to keep this um, virus under control. And it's uh, it's very, very hard what we're all trying to do, but we can connect with one another through this strange medium mm-hmm. of the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> it's marvelous mm-hmm. that we have this uh, um, but it seems to me like whenever I do try now to do to to do a more instructional video people really just want the uh, me to turn the camera on and chat to them take oh, really? them to a pretty place. yes oh okay and so, so, so Norma is here <laughs> if you're just listening to this you can't see Norma she's always here yeah and so so I, I I've sometimes I've done this where I've made a a plan I've got everything together and I've got all the fabrics out and so on. I thought, all right, I'm going to do this as a little tutorial and I've put it all together. And then the comments will be, oh, well, that was all right. But where was Norma? (laughs) You know that old saying, don't work with animals or children. (laughs) Tell me about it, Stephanie. Tell me about it. This cat. She's become the star. (laughs) She has. And she has quite a story. I wrote a little, I have the little online shop and I wrote a little book about Norma. Mm -hmm. It's called Kate's Cat Norma. And she has quite a remarkable story. Oh, nice. uh, I mean, she's 19 now. Oh, wow. And she is definitely, she's my, she's my little shadow. Oh. And she's, yeah, she was quite, quite remarkable uh, Mm -hmm. little history this cat's got. Oh, good. That's. I'm glad mm. to know that she's living a, a great life with she's you now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very happy. Mm. Um, yeah. So, 
would like to get back to the making and the instructional videos. Mm -hmm. I really would. And at the moment, I'm I'm not posting exactly daily, mm -hmm. uh, but um, more, you know, at least five times a week now. I'm posting these little take care videos, and they really are just a few minutes of me saying, "Oh, I did this today. Went to the post office, saw Phil, came back, <laughs> uh, gave Norma some food. You know, all of that." And it seems to be that uh, the feedback I'm getting in the comments uh, is uh, that that it, it's it's what people want. It's helping mm -hmm. me as well. Oh, it's is what it? I want. Good, good. It's, yeah. I look forward to those every day when you started to do those. And some of them are like eight minutes long and they're just perfect. They're just that little bit of cheer and happiness. And then yeah. I get to see this beautiful, you know, land, yeah. countryside that you have there again and, and your actually, animals. You're mm -hmm. not wrong because people have said to me, because I've sometimes feel a little bit bad that I can just go outside and do what I like in this lockdown situation. Mm -hmm. And I felt a bit bad about that. And people have said, no, no, no. We're sitting here in our city houses or apartments. Yep. We want to see you're outside. Please show us outside. Yeah. So I realize now that I need to do far, far more of that. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, the one uh, the video that you did do a few days back where um, you are walking through and you're um, talking about the trees that you've planted. And um, mm. I and you said at one point, I just stuck some twigs in the ground yeah. <laughs> and the trees well, grow. That's what, Will, that's what Willow does. Willow is amazing wow. at stuff. You just have to remember to stick it in the right way up, you know, oh, okay. pointing upwards. <laughs> but it will grow anywhere. That is amazing. Uh, it really will. And and if you're remembering that video, they were about 15 years ago and they were big, mature trees, weren't they? They were taller yes. than me. Yeah. And they are very good for drying up wet ground, which is what I've got. Yeah. Because the, the house here is below the level of that dam. And oh, so it's not okay. fishable. And so the ground there is incredibly wet. All right. So Willow does well there, very well. Yeah. I mean, you you have created almost like your own personal um, arboretum with these trees. And um, mm. you just have these beautiful like parts to your to your landscape, your garden and everything that, and the thing also that I love about it is that none of it's contrived. Like none of it to me looks like, like I can't achieve that. Like it, no. it, sometimes when you see per perfection and you're just like, all right, well, well it's a long way. <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> Every year I get some paid help in the garden for the summer just to do the heavy jobs that mm -hmm. I, I simply can't do. And that won't be possible this year. So you'll mm -hmm. see a lot less of a manicured garden this year, Stephanie. <laughs> it will be uh, far more attainable, I tell you, because <laughs> I have to turn my back on some of it. I won't be able to do. Okay. Uh, I just simply can't garden it. It's too big. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but I'll, I, I'll do the parts I can do. It's good. Uh, and I'll, uh, yeah. And let the rest go wild. Well, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And you can only yes. do so much. And gardening is actually a hard labor. It really it is. is. It yeah. really is hard. I've got For seven sure. raised beds. Why did I think I needed seven raised beds? <laughs> I don't know. But they were put in about three years ago. And, um, and the help I had that year was very enthusiastic indeed. Ah. <laughs> we, can put another, we can put another raised bed here, Kate. So I ended up with seven. And uh, I will, I'll probably plant up half of those. Yeah. Or you could yeah. just toss in some wildflower seeds and the ones you're not yes. using. That's right. And I was, uh, I was looking yesterday at where I did do exactly that along mm. the uh, fence line. And they're all coming back now, which oh, is really great. Lovely. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Love it. Yeah, just 
and and the front the bit where the willow was the fr- what i call the front woods okay. here i never garden that ever mm-hmm. i just leave that to 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 do what it likes it's probably what is it four acres maybe and uh, it doesn't belong to me it belongs to the farm but nobody can do anything with it <laughs> uh, i mean my situation here is i rent this cottage on the farm i don't farm i just live here but i do know all the farm people i mean there's no one living mm-hmm. here at the moment um um yeah but um so i am i have this piece of land i'm custodian of but i don't uh-huh. do anything with it uh-huh. and most years every year there's a pair of deer actually live in the front here and have one little baby deer. And so they'll be doing that again this year. Oh, nice. I have to get a wildlife cam to catch them because, um, I, you know, I see them yeah. occasionally fleetingly. But the, so there's a couple and sometimes they come into the garden and eat the tops off my trees, which isn't very good. All right. uh, but uh, yeah. But no, it's I love thinking about what might be living down there all by itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. that. Mm. And and I think too, um, like just uh, your natural way of living um, is 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 really nice to see. And we, especially city dwellers, just would love. I would. I, I saw it like you had. You showed this basket of eggs. Those blue eggs are so beautiful. And I yeah. always want fresh, <laughs> fresh eggs. <laughs> Well, the hens have been the bane of my life just lately, but we've sorted out the hen situation now. I always say we, it is only me, but the hen situation is sorted out now. And um, so the hens are all enclosed now and they can't get into my garden. Mm -hmm. I fenced them. A couple of friends of mine came and did this for me and they fenced them out of my garden, which means that Clara the hen can't get in and eat all my vegetables mm. like she did last year mm-hmm. and the other and the other hens can't all can't all do that now it also means that i can collect the eggs because i never used to be able to because they would just lay wherever they wanted to under oh. bushes and and down anywhere and yeah. i would i would never get i would get maybe two eggs a day huh. well i'm getting about 10 a day now yeah but i'll, I'll let you into another secret <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually eat eggs. <laughs> oh, you don't? <laughs> no, I don't dislike them, but I don't. I, I'll eat them in cakes or something. Or oh, I was going to say, do you bake with them? Okay. No, yeah. I, I would bake with them if I if I wanted to, but I don't. Uh-huh. I would never eat an egg as an egg. So oh. my, I, I give them away. <laughs> my son loves them, uh-huh. and I have three neighbours who live across the other side of the dam, and they okay. get a dozen a week each as well. So the okay. eggs all go. I was wondering yeah. why you were saying, oh, you know, my son would like these and they were like, I'm like, where there's not enough for you. <laughs> That's why. No, no I, I don't have any. I maybe one a month I eat. <laughs> okay. A bit strange. Yeah. No, I but mean, I know, I know that you're don't you don't eat meat, um, but you no. still make this beautifully delicious food. And I love seeing that you make these soups and and everything. And um, the one time, the one of the first cooking videos I saw of yours, you were chopping up vegetables, and I think you were making some sort of a stew or a soup. And um, you said, "Oh, I'm you know just dice chopping up these courgettes." And I was like, "Oh, what's a courgette?" <laughs> Now, and I, that, I've realized I've caused a lot of confusion. With oh, I love courgette. it. I'm calling them that now because it's such a pretty word. <laughs> it sounds so much better than zucchini. <laughs> well, I've never known them as zucchini. And so they're always going to be courgettes. And I planted my courgette seeds last week and they're yeah. just part, starting to pop through. Oh, so nice. So I'll definitely have nice. courgettes this year. Yes. I love them. Yeah. In every courgette soup, and, courgette 
Oh, anyway. They're so versatile. Salad. You can make courgette mm. noodles too. <laughs> yeah, you can. Absolutely. Uh-huh. With a, a, a special machine. Yeah, I got one of those yeah. last year. It was fun. Mm-hmm. A spiralizer. Yeah, cool, spiralizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's talk about um, all the different like quilting and sewing that you do. It's, it's just really uh-huh. nice. Um, so uh, one of the unique things I think about you, too, is that, you know, you do machine piece quilt tops, but you hand quilt them, which I is really nice. Quilt them. Yeah, I hand quilt them. Um, why? I like the drape that you get with hand quilting. My quilting stitches, you know, Indian canther stitch, you know what I mean by that? Canther mm. stitches, like they're just sort of not running stitches, but they're. My mum used to hand quilt, and she used to use a very thin quilting cotton and use tiny, tiny little stitches, which looked to me too much like hard work. I use uh, Aurifil Twelve, which is this absolutely fabulous thread. I absolutely love it. I have used three strands of embroidery thread before, waxed with beeswax, which is perfectly fine if you use a good quality one that isn't going to run. But the Aurifil, I can trust that completely. And my stitches, they're not huge, but they're not tiny. And so I'll do, I like the, when I get to that stage, when I've got the quilt sandwich ready and I've got the idea in my head about how I want to quilt this, that's almost my favourite bit of quilting because I'll get a audio book on or a box set of elementary or something on the uh, computer here and I will stitch uh, with my little pink clover thimble, which yep. is... Uh, I've got that too. Uh, Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like an extension of my finger. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't even want to take it off, <laughs> but I'll just sit and stitch rhythmically. It's, it's, it's going to sound corny, but it's like a meditation. It really is. It's just like the most soothing thing to have fabric in your hands and to have this, the, the, um, the simple task. It's not, you don't have to think about anything, but because you're doing it, you, you're not thinking about anything. You know, you're, this is part of what I'm saying to the people who turn up for these taking care videos is that when you, when your head starts to spiral into worry and concern and anxiety, if you use your hands to ground you, I mean, this isn't rocket science. I think we all know this, but for me, that's stitching, stitching, stitching. Uh, and, and hours can pass without me realizing that, um, that you know, I've finished half a quilt. I absolutely love it. I really do. Yeah, and it's your stitches do sort of remind me of Sashiko stitching because it's kind of spaced yes, a little bit like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly that. Exactly that. And also the quilts I make are very simple. I don't go in for great big complicated patterns. Uh, I mean, I love those. I think they're great. But I like you know when I started quilting. It was simple squares, just five inch squares placed nicely, placed properly. I think that's why I got into Liberty. Um, uh, I was very, very fortunate to be given um, a lot of Liberty. Wow. From my, I know, I know <laughs> how lucky I was here. My mum ha- had a friend who was an amazing quilter and she was quite a classy woman. She really was. Uh, she, she only had really, really great quality things. And 
when she was downsizing uh, and she she moved to a tiny little house from a huge house when she was widowed and she just had to get rid of stuff and stuff and stuff and and mum would say to me my parents well my mum died two and a half years ago but my dad's still going strong but my um my mum would say they live two and a half hours three hours away Kathleen's been oh I'd say has she <laughs> she's <laughs> left some things for you in the spare room now I didn't even know what these things were, but I knew whatever they were, they would be Good. amazing. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of boxes full of Liberty Prints, full oh, of Liberty Prints. Wow. And it started me on the way of um, thinking, I, I brought them home. I didn't use them for the longest time because I thought, oh, no, 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 they're far too precious to use. I can't use those. So I'd carry on making quilts with uh, beautiful quilting cotton, Kafer Set and oh, yes. Anna Maria Horner, all those really beautiful designers that I love. I'm a bit of a fabric snob, actually. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's admit that now. Um, uh, but And every now and then I would open up the Liberty and think, no, no, I can't possibly use that. I'll put it away again. <laughs> and then one day I thought, why do I do, why do, I do that? Why don't I just use it? I know you keep it so, so precious think, and then it just you well, don't get to enjoy it because it's in a box. Exactly. <laughs> so I've 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 changed that attitude now. Mm -hmm. If I've got something beautiful, it's because it needs to be used, not revered. Mm -hmm. And so I made a quilt. Can I do a little name dropping here? Mm, yes. I can, can't I? Because it's <laughs> so long ago. I made a quilt and it was in a little exhibition that was near here. And I sold the Liberty quilt to Mark Knopfler. Who is you it? Don't even know I don't Mark know. Okay. Dire Straits. Oh, Dire the Straits. Rock, the yes. Dire Straits. Yes. Lead singer. I know the Dire Straits. <laughs> well, he's Mark Knopfler's a Northeastern boy. Oh. So wow. I, really, I get a real thrill out of thinking, I know, that he's sleeping underneath my... Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That was my one place. I dined out on that for an awfully long time, uh, but it was about six years ago now. So I think, you know, the. the, the that the is shine. so cool. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, my, it's one of my moments that. But anyway, <laughs> that got me into using the stuff. And it and it was a, a lovely result because mm -hmm. whenever you put two pieces of Liberty fabric together, you can't go wrong. Oh, I you know. just can't go wrong. I it's know. just so beautiful. Yeah. Their designers are just something else. They're oh. absolutely brilliant. So that got me started using Liberty Fabric. Mm -hmm. And um, and this story hasn't got a happy ending, sadly, but the mill that made the Liberty Fabric uh, uh, was in Lancaster on the way to my parents. And so mm -hmm. I would stop off on the way and I got to know the staff there really well because I would go there and I would buy all these uh, factory seconds, and which would mean that there might be a little mistake in it somewhere. But when you're cutting it up for patchwork, you can cut yeah. around that. Yeah. Well, two years ago, maybe, they moved all the production to Italy. Oh. And so they don't make it there any longer. What? Yeah. It, but so it's, it's Liberty of London. It's UK. I, <laughs> I was very upset about that because you, you, thought, you know this is part of my heritage now. Yes. That sold. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, you know, the, uh, the Italians um, are really enjoying printing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's got and it all gets sent back to Liberty where mm -hmm. it is 25 pounds a meter, which is way out of my pocket. Oh, but, I know. Um, it's, it's even that's why I was going to ask you, because if it, it's it's. Um, you know, it's a UK product, so it, it might be less expensive for you guys versus yeah, for us. Really, no. And you'll have the shipping and so on on top of that. Mm -hmm. But no, if you were to go to Liberties of London, which I heartily recommend, by the way, when all of this is over, on it's my a fantastic list. building. 
Oh. It's on your bucket list. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic building. It's a beautiful building. And you walk in there and you you feel like um, people should be serving you canapes on little <laughs> silver trays. It's just so posh. It's amazing. Mm. And so, um, but if I just go to look at it, I couldn't possibly afford to buy it from there. Mm-hmm. But when I discovered the mill in Lancaster and, uh, and, and made friends with Daniel and all the people in the shop there, um, they, um, we, it was really, really great for a few years, but so now I've got my stack of Liberty and once it's gone, it's gone. Oh, I know, sadly. <laughs> well, we, there's, um, I, I really got to know Liberty because, um, I had a design client that commissioned, uh, quilts for me, a first wedding quilt for her daughter, and I did a double wedding ring, and she loves Liberty. So, so in design, Liberty used to um, have home deck fabric uh, in our yes. in in our right. design center here. Uh, Scalamandre yes. uh, repped it and sold it, and they had the most gorgeous home deck weight fabric with those beautiful yes. prints. So we would use yes. those in her window treatments, and she just loves mm. them. And she mm. had she had purchased um, table linens made out of the tan lawn. Yes. So right. so then I started making the stuff for her, and I get to order all of this Liberty fabric. <laughs> and then and that's I, quite a thrill, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And so then I um, made friends with this one uh, studio, um, and you know it's actually just a state over from me in Michigan, um, and and it's called Duckadilly. And uh, it's so cute. And that's all she sells is Liberty. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. So then I'm on her mailing list and anytime she'll have a remnant sale yeah. or sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there'll just be like a little bag of scraps. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it because like you said, yeah. you can do, you can do little, you yeah. know, English you paper can. piecing or. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Somebody once said to me, how small would a piece of liberty have to be before you would throw it out? And I said, you would need a microscope because I can use all of it. And even the tiniest, tiniest little scraps, you can collage it. Yes. You can stick it on uh, postcards and you can make beautiful. Uh, because I'm so last year I have uh, patrons. I have a Patreon page yes. going and last year's patreon gift for one tier was a handmade postcard and the liberty came out every month for making that the little they were all moon themed and so there'll be some sort of moon quote and uh, and then some sort of moon represented there and then all these beautiful bits of liberty making the landscape or making the sky or whatever i had the best time and i used loads and loads and loads of my tiny little scraps Mm -hmm. so get your microscope out don't throw any bit away no no yeah i know and i made those wedding quilts and the little um so like uh when there were little pieces left over like this one quilt where there was a lot of um flying geese units and then you had those little extra triangles yeah. they went yeah. into a ziploc yeah. bag i still have it so i'm like i i'm gonna make yeah. do something with this i'm not going well not going a, in the trash right above my head here i've got a jam <laughs> jar full of all those little tails that i cut off my flying goose it's all up there. <laughs> i all love it these, all the, blue, the blue ones in this jar and the pink ones in this jar oh cool very cool so um then uh 
you also did, which was really cool. Um, I just have to note this for my listeners, and they can go find um, the video. I'll, I'll I'll put a link to this video um, on my podcast page. But you did an EPP stuffed dog. Yes, I did. Oh, it wasn't my then. Yeah, no, but I, it was just. It's great, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Isn't it brilliant? I have to make that. I must that. have made that dog 20 times oh. for various babies throughout the years. That looks good in Liberty too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I need so to make the, that. So the dog, yeah, I did a, a sew along for that Well, one. it's all squares. It's it's not yes, as it complex is. as you think it it's would be. It's so easy uh-huh. to do. It really uh-huh. is so easy. Yeah. And if you scale the squares up and down, you get a different sized dog. Uh-huh. So, you know, a two inch square will make quite a big dog. But if you just take it down to an inch and a half, it makes mm-hmm. quite a nice sort of tuck it under your, under your arm <laughs> sort of dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect so, for little kids. Mm-hmm. I made one for Agnes. So she oh, has one. Oh, yeah. Granddaughter. Yeah. So yeah, and that's another type of 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 um, sewing that you do. Uh, when when um, they were expecting Agnes, you you did a series. Yes, I and did. You made like knit pants and um, mm. all bunch all, all kinds of stuff for her. That was I did a series really called lovely. Sewing for Baby, didn't I? Yes, I did some yes. little hats didn't yes. I, that were lined with uh, Liberty mm-hmm. or reversible. Yeah. Sewing for Baby and a ball with. Um, those five-sided, those pentagon shapes, yes. uh, the little ball, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, and people. So if people make anything because they've seen me make it and they like it and want to make it themselves, it's not like, you know, you can get inspired from all over the place. Mm-hmm. I didn't make these things up. I found them from somewhere else. Right. But they can go on Instagram and use a, ta- a hashtag. It's a really complicated hashtag <laughs> because it turns out that all the ones I wanted to use – were used Mm -hmm. so i had to make up a new hashtag that uh where people if they've made something they can put it on instagram post it there i can see it everyone else can see it now the hashtag references the lime green sofa yes now this came about by total accident total accident the whole concept of the lime green sofa which is where everybody sits when we're doing a a a youtube video together (laughs) on the sofa and that came about because in the comments I would read over and over again, oh, I really enjoyed that. It was just like having a chat with a friend. It was just like sitting across the table from you, having a chat and a cup of tea. And I read that over and over again mm-hmm. that I thought, well, maybe we are all here ch- chatting together. Mm-hmm. And so I invented the sofa. Why is it lime green? I have no <laughs> idea. I've no, that just came out of, I thought, well, that would be fun if it was green. What <laughs> sort of green? Lime green. <laughs> and so the lime green sofa with the pink cushions and the patchwork footstools mm-hmm. and the and the allergy-free cats, <laughs> it became a really big thing where, you know, I would just say, oh, just pass the tea down, will you? Get, uh, just make sure the biscuits, they're not ones you like, just pass them on. Some more will be coming soon. And the <laughs> sofa became, has become my little community mm. where I'm on the sofa too with all the other people, mm-hmm. all my other YouTube friends. And, you know, that image, it's so sustaining you know, people use that reference over and over again. Oh, I'm just settling down on the lime green sofa. I should be careful of what I name things because they become things. <laughs> anyway, and just the other day, the Queen did a, an address to the nation yes. in the UK. And uh, I saw it and uh, and some of the people saw it. And I said, Do you know, I said, make a bit of space because I think the Queen would quite like it on the sofa. <laughs> so the Queen's on the sofa now. <laughs> 
And people are suggesting, oh, do you think she would like these crumpets? Yes, pass them down. <laughs> and so it's, a, it's an image. I, I, I do well with visual imagery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really do. And it's an image that now makes me really happy to think that the lime green sofas all the way to New Zealand and back. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. So bring me back to the hashtag. It's uh, so that it's lime green sofa last time we had. So it's L G S L H H. Or it could be the other way around. L H H L G S. Yes, it's L H H last homely house. Oh, wait. L G S. L H H L G S. That's homely house lime green sofa. Got it. So, like, I should be really careful before I start naming things because they become things. Yeah, but. But that's a fun name, Lime Green Sofa. That's fun. Uh, (laughs) So that's your hashtag. We'll we'll definitely make sure that's out in the show notes. Yeah, and so if people watch something, I mean, even if they don't, I think what the reason why I've asked people to use that hashtag is uh, in the comments, people would say, "Oh, I'm making." uh, a quilt for my granddaughter or oh, I'm making this today or I've, I've just finished knitting a hat and I think well, what does it look like <laughs> uh, you, know, you can see my uh, knitting well, let me look at yours mm-hmm. so the a hashtag the first day I, I launched it I, I have terrible insomnia and so I went online <laughs> at, at, at three in the morning and I thought I just wonder if anyone's using that hashtag well it was full of pictures and pictures and pictures of oh, wow. people's gardening people's cooking people's just people's making the whole idea of getting into your hands the Mm -hmm. making part it just made it just put a massive smile on my uh, insomniac face at three (laughs) o'clock in the morning it was brilliant i love it so yeah share because it's as i as i say when i remember to and get the chance to i don't know anything more than anyone else I just I've stuck the camera on and I'm filming myself doing it. It's a bit narcissistic in a way, but I'm just doing this. Yeah. Well, it is really, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, my friends think I'm round the bend. You know, <laughs> what is he? And my kids in the early days, my kids were like, what's mum doing? What's she doing? She's <laughs> got a YouTube channel. Why? <laughs> but actually, the more successful it's become, and especially as Patreon has grown as well, mm-hmm. I get help from all my kids now. You do. Yeah. And they, they make appearances do. on your videos, which is fun. Well, John does. John's really fine about that. He's my son, my middle son. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's got no worries at all about because mostly people do feel a little bit awkward about being on camera. And girl mm-hmm. Rita doesn't mind either being on camera. Uh, <laughs> she, we, I had to you know, differentiate because of cat Rita. Right. My son, my son met Rita after I'd named the cat. Oh, okay. And so it was very confusing. I'd say, Rita, get off the sofa. And Rita would be, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's cat Rita when she's around and okay. girl Rita girl as well. Rita. Okay. The girl Rita doesn't mind a bit being, uh, you know, she does videos with me, but unfortunately she lives in Canada. Oh, Okay. You recently yeah, made a trip over there. Uh, I did. Last it was year. my son's birthday, and I did a, a spontaneous trip to see it, to mm-hmm. see my son Owen for his birthday. Owen works in film, and he's got a lot of uh, incredible skills on uh, uh, manipulating images digitally. And so, um, for the patrons, I, I have the zine that I make, mm-hmm. uh, and I do all the writing for the zine, and uh, Rita does all the editing. And Owen uh, messes about with the pictures so that they all, so there's, uh, let's see, 
um, if there's a spread of um, where the pictures all have to look really oh, gorgeous, yes. yeah, then yeah. Um, uh, Owen will make that happen. Oh, wow. How nice. And then before the lockdown, Anna was doing lots of my photography. Uh, John pins things. Yes, he was the pinning map. the maps. <laughs> well, when, when he can, he does. Right. And then Martha, my daughter, and her partner, Adam, they uh, I write this, but they um, – they do all the edit and all the illustrations on the another of the Patreon wow. rewards, which is called Stories from the Last Homely House Kitchen, which is – and I'll show you the one – my favourite – well, if you're listening to this, you can't see. Sorry right. about that. But this is um, all the pictures of uh, – my daughter draws all of these uh, line drawings, mm -hmm. and then I do some writing, which is all stories from the kitchen. Uh, they may be recipes or they they may be more like just funny anecdotes or whatever. Very and nice. so all of my kids helped me to do that and and still mostly can. Uh, Anna can't do the photography anymore or the edits, mm -hmm. uh, but she'll get back to that when we when this is over. Uh, but she's been invaluable mm -hmm. in uh, help. Uh, she helped me enormously when we did the Advent videos. Uh, <gasps> Love those. The, yeah. You're, uh, let's talk about that. So you did, um, it's uh, leading up to Christmas, um, Advent videos every day for, what, 24 days, right? Yes, that's right. And um, those were great. And um, the... The the one thing that you made that cray paper ball with the chocolate coins in yes. between the layers, and then there was like the gift in the middle. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah, and and quiz that's, question. That's so. kind of something where you kind of combined little instructional, but with you just talking to us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. because I could, I could learn. I was learning how you it's did that because you were just doing because it. Because that was so simple. Yeah. That didn't need an instruction. Really. Right now. <laughs> It was, you, you can see, you know, you get the, so with that one, you just get the little bits that you need, mm -hmm. uh, like the, you can buy crepe paper in two inch wide strips in a myriad of colors mm -hmm. and then just, you know, go for it. Little present in between each one. So much fun. Uh, I used, I used to make those f for kids for Christmas and I used to put glitter in between the layers oh. until one mum said <laughs> <laughs> that uh, her kid had opened it in bed. Oh. And would I please not put glitter in anymore? <laughs> I have a, 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 a relationship with glitter that not a lot of people understand. <laughs> I love it. And not many other people do. Right, right. I know it's kind of funny. But um, yeah. you, you, you've made, um, well, I don't know if this was glitter, but it was sort of like a confetti that you filled in this clear window in a card, which I thought oh, was yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That was fun. That's an, that's an easy one for people to make. Mm -hmm. We just make an aperture in a card and uh, and then fill it full of, well, anything, beads, anything. glitter, sequins, yeah. you know, just something flat yeah. and, and just, you know, and it kind of moves about a little bit. But they were fun to make. Yeah. Yeah. The Advent videos, Anna and I dreamed those up in <laughs> August. Can you believe it? We oh. came up with the idea, let's do a video every day in, in Advent, Kate. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> and, uh, and to start with, it was we had a big plan on the wall. It was, uh, you know, it was like, right, we're going to do this and then followed by that. And I'll come over on Tuesday. And it was all that. It was great. Uh, but and it was it, it was great, you know, because we had a mix of cooking and making mm -hmm. and uh, so on uh, every single day. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, best known only to myself, <laughs> I decided that as a gift to my patrons from every tier from one dollar up, 
I would do a daily reading. And so I was making two videos a day mm. for 24 days. Now, the reading, because there's a problem with copyright, mm -hmm. I always run into this problem of reading copyrighted things. I read something I'd written. So mm -hmm. I gave myself permission to read it. And I read my <laughs> New Zealand journal okay. uh, and did uh, stories and anecdotes and photographs of the time that I went to New Zealand, which was an amazing trip. Oh, nice. uh, amazing. I can't believe it was seven years ago, but it, mm -hmm. it was. Uh, and so I was doing a daily video for the patrons and I was doing a daily video for the channel. And in the middle of all of this, my dad's 94 and he lives a long way away. <laughs> my brother lives nearby mm -hmm. and he takes care of him on a day to day basis. But we do this together. And, and so a problem occurred, not with my dad particularly, but with his care. So in the middle of all of this, I had to drive down to where my dad lives and help sort that out and carry on posting daily videos. And it was a very difficult time in my life. Oh, so wow. I've decided ever, ever, ever <laughs> make two videos a day again, ever. Right. Which right. is why when I'm doing my little taking care videos, there will never be one on the day that I post to Patreon because I'm making their mm -hmm. video. They get a video every week and a live stream and, and uh, readings and so on and uh, for the Patreon page. And so um, I'll always be missing when uh, on the main channel when uh, when I'm doing that, just to keep my sanity. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It is so much work. And I I, re I started a Patreon page back in September and um, I knew, well, I, I've been podcasting for about almost two years now. And the first year I did it almost the entire year round. And then I was feeling getting burnt out. Um, so yeah. I took like two months off in the summer, a month and a half, came back in the fall and started my Patreon page. And so um, they get a bonus episode once yes. a month. And I know yeah. that one is not going to post on the same day or, you know, no, hopefully exactly. not the same week as the so regular to, podcast. Exactly. You've got yeah. to schedule it. You do. You've got to make it mm -hmm. fit in because it it has taken over my life. I mean, let's be honest, it, it, there's nothing else happening at the moment in my life at all. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, uh, what creating content and creating Patreon rewards is pretty much all I do now. Yeah, um, you do a lot. And, um, you know, even <clears throat> even though, you know, you say like you, stuff is not planned and, you know, you just get in front of the camera and talk. It is still it takes a lot of energy to do that. Yeah. And so. I, I yeah, thanks for pointing that out, because I don't think mm -hmm. people understand, you know, yes, I sit in front of the camera and talk like I'm talking to you now. Mm -hmm. But then there's the edit to do, you know, there'll be something I fluffed or something I, uh, you know, you, the cat's bottoms in the camera or something like that <laughs> and I need to edit that out or or I think actually this would be more interesting if I had some photographs in here to illustrate that and the mm -hmm. edit can take a long time oh yeah and then I I, I don't do this now but I did have uh, in the early days because I think we're up to about something like 18,000 uh, YouTube subscribers now which for me is unheard uh, of 18.9 I, I checked 18.9 <laughs> okay <laughs> well, okay, we're climbing up to nineteen, yeah. and, and, and that's that's small for very, very many channels, but isn't small for me. No, because I started out with, uh, you know, when I got to a thousand subscribers, it was like let's throw a party. This is unbelievable, and now we're we're, we're looking at it just 
organically growing. I love that that it grows very slowly mm-hmm. and organically. Mm-hmm. But back in the day when it was 50 people, I would reply to every comment and then they would reply and I would reply back and we would have a proper old party going on in the comments. <laughs> well, I carried on doing that for quite a long time. And then what, one day I sat down to answer comments and six hours later I got up. <gasps> I thought, hang on a minute, Kate. You can't do this. Oh. And I was being told by, you know, Anna and Girl Rita and Martha and all my beautiful um, um, relatives. You can't do this, mum. So, and I can't. And I feel really sad about that mm-hmm. because, you know, people take the care to comment, to firstly watch the video, mm-hmm. which is amazing that people want to do that and connect in that way. And then they make a lovely, lovely comment. And all I can do with it is read it and scoot on. I can give mm-hmm. it maybe a heart. But and sometimes, you know, it even takes me too long to do that. And I feel in, incredibly sad about that, which is why in the videos I say, go in the comments, read the comments, support one another, get on that lime green sofa, pass <laughs> down the biscuits. It's why I'm trying to create community. Mm-hmm. Because as I said earlier, what I'm doing is nothing more special than what everyone else is doing. And and what I really am I'm mindful of is that I, there is this sort of like, and I'm doing this for you rather than I'm doing this for us. And I, I mind that, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mind that. And I don't know how people who've got much bigger YouTube channels than me, how they cope with that. Have you yeah. got any ideas about how, how to do that? Well, I, I, just what I've seen from the bigger channels that I've followed, when they get to like that 100,000 on up, uh, or even sooner than that, they have help. They have to get help then. Yeah. And then it just doesn't, yeah. you know, that's where you just kind of have to decide, do, yeah. do I really want this to become this not- monster of an empire or do I want to keep this kind of like small and intimate, which I, I prefer small and intimate. And when I start no. wa- started watching your channel, it was only a couple thousand subscribers and I loved it and I'm like I found this little gem and you know but it's funny because um I watch it on my tv through apple tv so I don't get to do the comments as I'm watching it I can do I can do the thumbs up all the time but then um so I have to like cognizant like I've only gone on there maybe once or twice to like do a comment but um when you started talking Uh about the lime green sofa I went there and I started reading people's comments and conversations with each other and it was amazing it was just really it is isn't it yeah it really is it really is special Mm -hmm. I think that you know all credit to all of them because I think what the people who do find me however they find me Mm -hmm. they they found somebody who thinks like them Mm -hmm. who does like them you know they they knit socks or or they garden or they've got a cat or or they're my age and um <laughs> and are worried what their hair's going to look like at the end of this lockdown i'm really worried about that <laughs> stephanie uh it's a mess and so i think we f- i find that the comments are they're so sincere yes and so to start thinking about i mean i'm tiny compared with some of the other channels you're talking about employing people to manage that mm-hmm. i mean i watched that lovely girl katie who has the soap channel royalty soaps do you watch her oh no i will oh she's a laugh she really is she royalty absolutely soaps. royalty soaps okay and and you know so she makes soap and you would think well how interesting is that really interesting 
actually. I love her. She's just got such a bright, buzzy energy. She's in her 20s and she just bounces around like a bee in a jar. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And um, and so she has thousands of followers, thousands of comments, and she has people who manage her. Right. And I look at her, I think yeah, she has to have because she's running a business. It's, you know, the, she posts her stuff. It sells out in three hours, all of that. So she's she's successful in that in those in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's how you're judging success success and in her in her world she's very successful and good for her I think she's amazing mm-hmm. and her brother Kenny who's also a bit of a twit <laughs> I, I like them both he's the oldest of 10 kids and good luck to her mom they, whoa I know I know her well, mom's amazing I'm the oldest yeah. of six and I thought that was a lot <laughs> yeah I'm the youngest of three. Oh, oh you're mm. the baby <laughs> yes I am yeah. Uh, and so um, she has and, and other YouTube channels I watch have people who manage them. And I'm thinking, I wonder what that would be like. And, and you know, I mean, I have help. I couldn't do any of the stuff I do on Patreon without Rita, girl Rita, mm-hmm. cat Rita sometimes, but girl Rita mostly. Uh, and uh, and without uh, John and, and Anna and Martha and Adam and mm-hmm. Owen and Rita, I really couldn't. I couldn't do it without them. I've wondered that because um, you show stuff like this is going out for the patrons and you're making all this stuff. And I'm like, how does she do all of this? I just because you you I write it. I I do. I write it because I like to write. Mm -hmm. And so I write these um, little observations and these whatever I write. And then Rita makes it look fantastic because she's got (laughs) these online editing skills, which I simply haven't got. And Adam has got the, the, you know, I write the stories from the last home house kitchen and I write them Mm -hmm. and I send it to him as a word document. And what I get back is Martha's beautifully illustrated it and Adam's laid it out so that it looks stunning. Yeah. And I, I am pleased with how that's going. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's the sort of help I have, but no, I don't have any help because Mm -hmm. For me, on the channel, the channel's not monetized, uh, so mm-hmm. the channel is f- for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's yes. no income at all from the channel. Uh, we've had conversations, Rita and I, about you know whether or if we should monetize, and at the moment there doesn't seem to be a need to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it isn't generating me income. I don't know if people know that. I mean, they must know because they haven't got to skip ads at the beginning. I do. Yes. It's because um, the other channels that you watch every like five minutes, it'll pop off to an ad and you're just like, oh, (laughs) here we go again. So your videos (laughs) are very nice to watch because you get the beginning to the end. Exactly. And And when I'm watching it, I hate that. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, I I respect my lot more than that. I want them to enjoy being here and I'm not going to put people through that. Mm -hmm. And so the monetizing hasn't happened and I can't see when or how it would. It may do. Well, it may be we get crazy numbers where it'd be right. crazy not to. Exactly. It's, but for now, mm-hmm. it just feels like I hate ads so much. Mm-hmm. Why would I put, why would I impose yeah. ads on all these people sitting on the lime green sofa? Right. They're the and, all- and you said it, it really is, um, becomes advantageous when you get to a certain, like, you know, crazy uh, number of subscribers. But um, yeah. the other thing I think too is that you're doing is very smart. And what, um, you know, they actually, um, I belong to this uh, Craft Industry Alliance, a professional organization for people in like the craft uh-huh. industry. Uh-huh. Um, and and they say a lot, you should not rely upon stuff like that, like affiliates and 
um, no, that. No, no, what you want to do is, is you bring people to your website, to your shop. And that's what yeah. you're doing. You're bringing people to your I shop. And if people want to go and shop in my shop, they can. It's their yes. choice. And if people want to support me on Patreon, it's their choice. And on Patreon, I feel really okay about that because mm-hmm. I'm giving something back in return. Yes. You know, it's not like um, uh, it's not just like um, oh, here's a dollar. Well, the, the dollar the dollar tier is like thanks very much. Yes. But once we get to five dollars, there are um, gifts back. There's rewards back mm-hmm. uh, for every tier. And so it feels to me like a proper exchange and one that they're choosing to do rather than having imposed on them. So it feels Mm -hmm. to me like monetizing is a a long way off or if it's there Mm -hmm. at all. Right. And yeah. Oh, oh, you've got one of my little pin cushions. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Pottery. Can I tell you how much much I'm missing pottery? I was going to ask you about it because I'm like, I hope she's still going to do pottery because I love it. But I can't go. That's right. You can't go to your. mm -hmm. Can't go anywhere. Yeah. to shop for groceries or to for, or to the pharmacy. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. So for the yeah. listeners, <laughs> listeners, I held up. Um, oh. I, I ordered from Kate's shop, and I, uh, she made she she makes this beautiful pottery, and it's a little small bowl, I would say. Um, yeah. And she she uh, hand um, painted uh, dots on it, and it was glazed, really pretty. And then on the top, she filled it with stuffing in Liberty fabric, and it's a pin cushion. Liberty. It is so beautiful. I'll put a picture of this on the show notes, just so listeners can see. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I made a few of those, and yeah. I, I really enjoyed enjoyed pottery very, very much. I came very late to pottery. Uh, it was something I started when I turned sixty. I decided I would do 60 new things in my 60th year that I'd wow. never done before. I like that. All the things that I thought, oh, no, I'm far too old to do that. <laughs> and so um, I enrolled for a pottery course and um, I did quite a number of other things as well. <laughs> um, I bought a drum kit and, <laughs> and had lessons in how to learn to play the drums. Uh, and that was uh, that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pottery stuck longer than the drums. I, yes. I kept the drum drumming going for a year i'd lessons oh, for a year nice uh-huh and i i went to um i went to my first drumming lesson uh i booked it in the little local town here and the teacher is a school friend of my my middle son hmm. george and he used to come and hang out here with john and uh, oh, they wow. used to just when they were kids and he saw me and he says, Kate, she says, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, I, I said, I want to learn to play the drums. And, it, and the look on his face, it was, I wish I'd had a camera. And he said, you want to learn to play the drums? I said, yeah, I do. I want to learn to play the drums. And so he said, okay, um, what do you want to learn? What do you want to do? I said, well, I have one ambition. I want to put on early Beatles songs and be better than Ringo. He said, I was just oh, yeah, going to say Beatles. <laughs> We can definitely help you do that, Katie said. And so that's what I did. I used to put the headphones on mm-hmm. and uh, with, you know, really, really very early Beatles stuff on. And and then with the headphones and the music, I couldn't really hear how bad I was. And then oh. I'd just bash away doing Ringo's part. It was great. So much fun. But then it was fun. 
but then my next door neighbor they don't live there any longer but there was a little family live next door with four boys and the seven-year-old rory he loved my drum kit and he would come <laughs> in after school and he would be pretending that he was just calling to see how i was oh, hi kate how are you doing <laughs> oh, i'm fine rory do you have a good day at school yeah really good day at school do you want to go and play the drums yes <laughs> run up to the spare bedroom and play the drums. Oh. So when they moved house, I gave the drum kit to him. Oh. I checked with his mum, and he's now having lessons with the same teacher, George, oh. and is taking his grades and is doing really, really well. So I'm very pleased that it ended like that. And oh, I had yes. a good year. I love that. I did many things, and one of them was pottery. And yeah. the pottery was the one that I kept up with and up and up and up. I loved it. And I will get back to my little pottery studio when all yes. this is over. Yes, I'm looking forward to it because well, you um, when you put that stuff on sale in your shop, it goes so quickly. Mm. And you you had these little um, set of three little um, bowls that nested. Um, yeah, I know. And I could not they get all, those. <laughs> I know they went really quickly. They did. Really they quickly. did. But the thing with that is, I use, I, I absolutely love um, making things. But then sometimes I just make so much stuff. You know, what do I want with forty bowls? Mm -hmm. So it was just great just to be able to um, let people who wanted them buy them. Yeah. Um, but that's it, not going to happen for a, a long time. Right. Um, but you'll get back to it. And I hope so. Um, so. Yeah. And what I found really interesting is that where you live, you would think that, you know, you're in like a rural countryside, but you have access to so many wonderful artisans that amazes me. A lot of creative me. people. Yes. Really a lot of creative that are within like just this driving distance from you. And I'm amazed yeah. at that. So you and yeah. you take your camera with you and I love it. You have gone yeah. to... um you did a neon sign, so you took us yeah. to that workshop. Well, that was a that was a Christmas present from my kids. Ah, uh, and, uh, they bought me. They all clubbed together and bought me this day neon workshop. What a blast that was! That was yeah. fantastic. That was quite a way. That was down in Yorkshire, which is quite oh, a way. Okay, but, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. That was, that was fun. I've never seen anything yeah. like that before. Neither and then it was unbelievable. You, you visited um, your printers, which was wonderful. Yes. And the other thing, too, is that these places and these, um, you know, artisans and, and so forth are open to you bringing your camera in there, too, which is I check first. pretty nice. And so yeah. I check first. So uh, the guy who makes the candles, Ted, is an old friend of mine. And he he's fine with me going into his workshop mm -hmm. and filming. I think the candle making process is really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. And then uh, because this is, I think, did we do this? Yes, we did this in November, Anna and I, because we put together the Christmas box, which was a box full of things that yeah. all my friends had made. And so there was some glass from Philippa and Philippa makes the most fantastic fused glass, just small pieces. Mm -hmm. She has a little kiln. She makes them in the spare room in her house. Wow. And so um, so there's Philippa's lovely glass. And then just lately, uh, I've been uh, visiting Kerry, who makes soap. Soap. Yes, and, I saw that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was an interesting uh, visit, wasn't it? Because yes. uh, she explained really carefully and well every single stage. I she really did. enjoyed that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, I, and so I've lived here for thirty-four years, and so I know a lot of people who mm -hmm. do a lot of things. And so uh, you know, when we were putting the Christmas box together, it was well. 
let's have you know this from this person this from this person Mm -hmm. and we're planning the christmas box for this year Mm -hmm. uh, i'm hoping Mm -hmm. that uh you know it'll be we'll be able to manage to do that right Uh, and i'm going to be commissioning some of my friends again to make these um uh some of the uh, some different bits and pieces to go in the christmas box yeah with a bit of luck there might be something from my son john who's a woodworker oh yeah i didn't know he was a woodworker oh very nice and you went to this uh reclaimed um workshop that made your sewing tables oh that was that was fascinating that was so much fun they now there you go they were so friendly so helpful and i got the best service from them Mm -hmm. but i think that if you go into these places that you know like ted and kerry and all these places with a um an expectation that they're going to be friendly that they're going to be warm like the printers they're just a ordinary uh, little printers mm-hmm. people go in they drop off their work to be done they go away they come back they pick it up and they really barely have any kind of interchange except for paying mm-hmm. whereas i've i i've decided that it's important to know all their names mm-hmm. uh to find out you know i know now that um charles collects marbles now who knew <laughs> <laughs> and john uh john's wife really liked the little glass angels oh yeah and the uh, and uh, I've got to know them. And now if I need something, so they print all of these for me. Mm-hmm. They print all the uh, Patreon rewards for me. Mm-hmm. And they print ah oh, my new compliments cards, which I'm so thrilled with. My daughter drew them. They're beautiful. So if you buy anything, you get one of these fantastic Ooh. cards that Martha drew. Nice. And they print all of these. But I go in there and we just sit and chew the fat for a bit. And so when I say, can I come and film them binding the calendar? Because I make a calendar every year. Mm-hmm. Of course you can, Kate. And I go. And it's. I think the more um, willing you are to meet people on their own turf, mm-hmm. on their home ground. And I guess I'm, I'm happy to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to, to just make that extra effort. Right. So maybe that. It comes back to, you know, having worked all my working life as a midwife. You've got to step into someone else's space very quickly and become um, very comfortable and familiar with who they are and what they want. And I used to enjoy that part of it. I used to enjoy getting to know people like that. Mm. And, And now here in Splendid Isolation, I don't know people in that way. Right. But I think I still try to build that connection, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of this right now, that connection that makes people feel like that I am really interested in them. That's what mm-hmm. all the hashtags are all about and all yeah. the comments and everything. Well, I, I, I am interested. Yeah, I think that you have accomplished that because of all the comments that you get. Yeah. And all and of it's, the I, interaction. I really like it. I really like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, um, I was going to ask you if there are any new things coming up this year, but you said that you're working on a um, a new box and a new calendar. Uh, There'll be a Christmas else? box at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and there will be another calendar. This will be the third year of the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's Patreon rewards are all set. There'll be new ones in 2020. Girl Rita's thinking about that even now, bless her. Mm. She's she's at oh she's amazing, and 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 the distance is nothing because we talk like this. She's in Canada, 
I'm here. I just have to remember that she's not awake until right. dinner time. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> because the time here now is half past five. What time is it for you? Uh, it's uh, 11.30. Exactly. So I've got to, I've got to, I've got to uh, check six out. Six hours, a good six hours. She's, yeah. she's awake and had <laughs> breakfast before I start talking to her. Right. Uh, right. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it, it still works. It still works. That communication yeah. still. That's really wonderful. It's, it's, it's um, pretty special that you have so many family members that love to, to contribute well, and work with you on this. Well, kids. Just three kids mm-hmm. and their three partners, who I think of as my other three kids. Yeah, but that's six people that are helping you, and they yeah, and, and they each and, um, and they each each bring a different set of you know do. skills and, that they can contribute. That's and wonderful. I wrote the ed- I wrote the editorial um, for one of the zines the other day, and I was and I was just thanking them all. I said, you know, this none of this would happen without, and I named them all. And I said, so I'm really grateful to them all. And I said, and Agnes, she'll be given a job when she's older, but right now she's our head of cute. <laughs> she is. Aww. She's head of yeah, cute. you've had her on the maybe I've seen her on at yeah. least one video, and she's so cute. Yeah, yeah. Martha and Adam, you know, they're quite private people, so I don't put her out on the internet very much. Yeah. But yesterday was her half birthday. Oh, she was six months old. And so there may be a picture of Agnes on the video tonight. Oh, I love it. So nice. Well, um, Kate, I, I just have had so much fun chatting with you. Yes, me too. And, so have I. Um, it's, it's so it, it's just so much fun. And I, I'm very grateful to have this opportunity that, that I could have yeah, you on welcome. my show. Uh, so keep making your beautiful videos. And um, yeah, like I said, um, you know, before you are my favorite channel, hands down, yeah. and you're not paying me to say this. <laughs> well, you're sweet. You're very, very sweet. You really are. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. It makes me feel very proud. It really does. Well, whatever it is I've created here, uh, it's, uh, and, and I get told this on a daily basis, it's, it's um, somehow it's filling a need for someone. And that makes me feel like I've found my purpose. <laughs> Oh, I love that. It's wonderful. Well, um, then I will wish you um, happy isolation, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, take your spot on the lime green sofa. I will. I'll be, I'll be passing down the uh, the custard cream soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can have one or not. Just pass it along. Okay. And uh, and the cats uh, are very uh, uh, happy to be have so many knees to sit on down there. Oh, yeah. Love your cats. And... Um, the you you one more thing you did um you were knitting these dishcloths and um I don't knit but uh three weeks ago I actually did get sick and I just had to stay in bed and I'm watching you and then um I I watched a a bunch of other videos I have and I just I ordered knitting needles <laughs> ordered the yarn <laughs> and I made my first dishcloth and now I'm on my second one all inspired Excellent. by you. And that's because you spend time in your hands. And mm-hmm. even though you might have been feeling a bit sick and a bit low, I'm glad to see you looking better now. Yes. But it just it can it can lift your mood. It really can lift your mood. The simple act of putting two pieces of fabric together, or two bits of uh, uh, two knitting mm-hmm. needles and a bit of or a crochet, whatever, yeah. it can definitely lift your mood. 
And you end up with a dishcloth at the end of it. Absolutely. So everybody wins. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, <laughs> you would probably be the same. Like, creative people, I just need to have something creative to do. I can't just sit there and watch TV all day long. No, no, I really can't. And so that's right. why there's always... There's always knitting or hexagons by the by the TV. Right. There's there's knitting here, mm-hmm. so that sometimes I uh, by the computer because sometimes I watch um, uh, st- in YouTube videos or editing or whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing. So there's a bit of knitting here, mm-hmm. but there's all where within reach. There's always, always something. something. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. And, and more often than not, there's a cat asleep on top of it, which oh. is a little bit disappointing. Oh. <laughs> Love your cat. You've been. Be lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I really enjoyed Thank that. Thank you. And hopefully I can talk to you again maybe um, next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. To then. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. And we can't have any show without Norma. No, not at all. <laughs> I know them all. Norma, Rita. Uh, oh, the one. Go on. The white one with the patches. What's her name? Starts with a P, right? Prudence. Prudence. <gasps> I did it. Well done. <laughs> One more. R- Rita. Did I say Rita? Norma. Prudence. Norma. Rita and Prudence. And there's one more. <sighs> well, she's another Beatles song. Rocky is the outdoor one, right? So that's not him. Yep. What is the number? Sadie. Sadie. That's right. <laughs> oh. We never see Sadie. You never. See that's Sadie. why. <laughs> I'm trying to never see her. Yes, yes. Well done for knowing some of them anyway. I'm very impressed. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate podcast. The podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Socha. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.